Alright, so fuck yes. Welcome to After the Hype. I'm your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. I'm back. Chewy Darso. Hello. And Emily Blake. Hi. Uh, special guest today is Chris Ortiz. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing today? That's way too low energy, Chris. How... Uh. Dare you? How are you all doing today? I decided to uh, change up my personality a little bit on the podcast, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go for a nice Bob uh, Ross uh, type this of feeling last, today. Like, <laughs> You're talking too fast to be Bob Ross. Yeah. Bob Ross would be like, I, I slow the fuck we down. We need that. these happy clouds. I, I feel like I feel like you guys corner. are tr- I feel like you guys are trying to uh, raise my temper up so that you, you can get you the sound regular more like Chris. The sweaty balls guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sweaty balls. Good well, times. What a coincidence, because uh, I don't have any of those. Did right you now, guys but... ever wonder? No. How many lows would Rob Lowe? <laughs> Please go on with your philosophical connection. Where is this going? How well, many lows would Rob Lowe rob if Rob Lowe could rob lows? Four. <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he would rob any Rob Lowe's because he is, after all, Rob Lowe. Well, he's not robbing Lowe. Rob Lowe's. He's robbing Lowe's stores. Yeah. <laughs> no one can, no one can rob Rob Lowe at Lowe's. All right, I get it. Actually, I'm back. I, is he robbing grocery stores Thank you, Lowe's or, or hardware stores Lowe's? Either. Okay, okay. Both. I don't know. Both. And wow. none. Oh. Shit. So let's do a quick where Rob have you been Lowe. doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great intro. <laughs> Uh, I am going to go first. I've been playing a video game. First in what? Uh, where have you been doing? First in the world. I hate you all. <laughs> America's number one. Brian, America first. Brian, See, this is why we need to record on time, because if we fucking talk to each other for this long, then the energy gets up, and then everything's terrible. Oh, no. It's so bad for a podcast. It is. Brian, I feel, I feel like you need a hug. Do you, do you need a hug? It's right too now? hot to hug. <laughs> Don't touch me. I forgot the podcast. Hashtag nights in LA when you're married. Oh, yeah. Stand your side of the bed. Why is there a blanket on the bed? It's 100 degrees. Anyhow, where have you been doing? Oh, my God. Where have you been doing? Get this shit on rails at some point. Talk about your video game. You Uh, have rails? Uh, I've been. Stop it. That would explain a lot of this. Uh, so I've been playing Gravity Rush 2. Ooh, nice. I bought it for you. You did back in March. Took me a while to get around to it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. And if you've ever enjoyed like a Japanese video game in any way, shape, or form, like Kingdom Hearts or like any of that sort of just kind of like cartoony, adventury stuff, this game is phenomenal. Uh, the flying slash falling uh, mechanics are great, and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to play it. Uh, you said two, right? Two. I, I don't have a, a PSP, and then I never felt like buying the, the $20 PSP game for my PS4. Gotcha. So I just watched a recap. I heard you pretty much get it, and the mechanics are so much better in two anyways. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, it's totally worth it. But that's it for me. Moving on. Um, my where have I been doing was, since we've kind of gone through a lot of our shows that we watch on repeat, I decided to repeat Better Off Ted again. And fuck, I love this show. I could have sworn you were going to say Baby Driver. That's why I went with uh, Gravity Rush 2. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to do an article on Baby Driver at some point here. Fair enough. Uh, but... I just want to talk about Better Off Ted because I want more people to love this show that America failed because it got canceled after a season and a half. And then maybe somehow magically we could maybe somehow get something to uh, back. No, Probably don't not. bring him back from the dead. It I never know goes so well. many of the actors are on so many different <clears throat> things. But if you've never watched this show, it is a show about an evil corporation who has whimsical uh, scientists working for them and then whimsical employees and... It's fantastic, especially Portia de Rossi's character. 
says so many things that sound exactly like what Donald Trump says now, but she's very aware that she's an evil person in the show. She just doesn't care because she wants to make money, which might be Donald Trump as well. I don't know. Maybe this is a female Donald Trump. It's just an amazing show. You just said an oxymoron, a female Donald Trump. I know. A lot of self-hate. Who does she grab and where does she grab them? Everything she herself. wants. Herself. She's, just She's amazing. Constantly yeah. herself. She's just grabbing a lot of kitties and wondering what but, the hell's wrong. The, and this show took place in like 2007 or something like that. It's old. I don't remember oh, how old. old. Well, 10 years. Okay. Well, I mean, that must have been It's when, not like like right after TV was invented or something. Yeah. 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 But I mean, We've it's just older. just gotten the color TV. Yeah. And it's just so interesting to watch it. Like, especially like I posted a quote on instagram of Portia de rossi going those are just facts and you know what facts are opinions and sometimes opinions can be wrong oh, and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> this show was so kind of prophetic in a really strange way but it was so funny back then why did we not listen <laughs> now chewy where could uh people watch this netflix. Uh, sounds like a wondrous show netflix right everyone. now only the second season's on netflix i don't know why they took what? the first That's one down it's really strange a, probably a rights d- issue or something like that I don't like know. they gave the rights to the first season to somebody and then they which is too bad because the pilot is one of the best pilots ever made lost i said one an alias alias one of one of (laughs) sopranos Mm, you guys are annoying all right i'm done like me breaking bad everyone go watch this show and love it as much as me john from cincinnati six feet under oh what deadwood yeah deadwood john from cincinnati took deadwood away from us You guys do know I was saying that one as a joke, right? But Chris. <laughs> that's a show? I mean, I know there's an everybody hates Chris, but if there's a fuck Chris, is fuck Chris the adult version? Yes. It's oh my God. That would be great. Coming to Netflix if soon. If only then. my life was like that. <laughs> like, did you notice how my, my face just lit up? Like, yeah. What's the show about? I want to know. Fuck who? I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, uh, next. Uh, I'll go. I watched Baby Driver last night. Oh, Yay. yeah! And there we by are. last night, I mean, what is today? Saturday, Friday night. So I'm that, still figuring that out was days. last night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still figuring out days because I just got back from a long uh, trip, and we immediately went to see Baby Driver. And as an editor, I'm just in love with that movie. Everything about it, down to just every cut, every action, was on the music, on the beat. I'm just sitting there with glee throughout the whole. Do movie. they have the beat? They do. Hmm. They got the beat. Beat beat. Beat beat. They beat. got the beat. Beat. Okay, uh, uh, I, I'm going to put this with a disclaimer because I'm dating someone who uh, is awesome and works on Big Brother. So I, in order to understand conversations when he talks about his work, I've started watching Big Brother. Oh, no. This season, <laughs> I've never seen this show before. This season is fucking bonkers, you guys. <laughs> like, okay, this guy better be pretty good because he's, so, he's getting you emotionally involved in a Yeah, I told him that genre last night. Of I was shows like, I don't like. I was like, why did you do this to me? And he's just like, haha. Um, genre shows that is for a kind lot of, of what reality does to yeah. yeah yeah no but it's like this season in particular like he said that uh there's so much drama that they're working way longer hours than usual because there's it just never stops and already there's just been crazy shit happening so i've been and now i'm even watching like the live feed during the day but like it's it's so much drama just from watching people uh, just interact and be assholes to each other, and I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't normally watch reality, but uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally. That's how I'm. There's kind of like my... this curve, this arc where it's like it. You watch it, you're like this sucks, it sucks, and then all of a sudden, like, but wait, this is actually kind of entertaining in some way. I yeah. like. And like this is oh, getting it bonkers. Totally like, it, is. it's like the bonkers so, curve. So you would click. Would you like to know more? 
you agree more? <laughs> Honestly, I view reality TV shows I like that, that kind of like the Stockholm Syndrome yeah. of TV, where sure. you hate it while you're, you first start watching it, and you're like, why should I care about any of these people? Yeah. And then suddenly you start caring about them just because you spend too much time with them. Yeah. And then you're like invested in stuff. I'm like, you don't understand. It's all an illusion. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Get out. Get out. And then you look at yourself yeah. in the mirror one morning, and it's like, what, what have I become? Why what do I know I? all the names of all the wives? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like, that's the thing. is like I started watching it just sort of be like, okay, well, I want to build a familiarity with the show because he, he he's, he's at work so much that it's like all he has to talk about a lot of times Yeah. because it's his, it's like he consumes his life. So I'm like, well, watch it just so i'm familiar with the names that he's bringing up and and now i'm just like last night i was like oh my god can you believe what cody did oh my god and he's like i know and it's it's fun i do not have that much love for the reality show i work on <laughs> i walk home i'm like fuck it i hate it i'm going yeah. to bed yeah yeah i'm fine uh, with that because i don't want to watch dr phil oh uh, i meant teen mum oh which i can say now i can oh actually, you can yeah because it, it's tentatively the first two episodes have aired by the time this episode comes out oh. yeah. i just love it when like some of it airs and they're like well we're, we're gonna figure stuff out yeah and you're like yeah. oh shit where yeah, am no, i working it's, uh, if you want to check out teen mom it's two episodes a day for three weeks in july two of them have already aired by the time this is coming out but on mondays teen mom <laughs> teen watch teen it if mom. you feel like it <laughs> that's the tagline on the billboard it's like watch it if you feel like it <laughs> teen no. mom so i guess it's uh my turn guys so, sure um, I'm gonna fuck this fucking voice. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll do. I'm gonna do two quick things if you don't mind. One is Ooh. Big Sick. Highly recommend it. Um, saw it at the ArcLight on Monday. Really loved. it. Is that like things. a full on release yet? Because I saw like on like like calendars that They're says it's coming it, out like I the mean, end of July. It's really strange. They're doing it as like a limited release, even though ten years ago this would have gotten an extremely wide like release. I think and stuff. Um, you know, I also think it's because um, Kumail Nanjiani is kind of a unknown pro, like is a unknown. Um, yeah, if you don't watch Silicon Valley, if you don't watch it, Silicon yeah. Valley, if you're not familiar with Meltdown he's so or anything great, like that and stuff, oh, but he's fantastic! So but, yeah. but it's an amazing film. If anybody's listening, to it, I cannot recommend it. Can enough. I can I ask a question really quick about it? Yeah, go for uh, it. I know it's a Judd Apatow production. How improv-y does it get? Do they? I would say it doesn't feel very improv-y at all. Okay. It almost feels like they were they stuck very close to the script. I could be wrong. I don't know too much. Well, no, even if it feels like that, it. it's better than some of his yeah. other ones where it gets a little off the rails. Well, because like this one, I think, is trying to go for a sense of verisimilitude that um, his other films are not going for and everything okay. else like that and stuff. But um, yeah, I recommend that one. And the second thing is is that I rewatched uh, Gravity Falls this week with a bunch of friends. I've which, never watched that show. Oh, it is excellent. Okay. I can't, That is another thing I can't recommend enough. Uh, 40 episodes. It has a beginning, middle, and end. Cartoon show, the best way I could describe it, but I'm not doing it justice. It's like it's Twin Peaks meets HP Lovecraft for kids, and they make it work. Um, you have like a slew of com- comedic talent like on the show. Louis C.K., Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland, John Oliver, um, John Stewart. Just like all these guys do numerous cameo appearances on but it. But the female... The lead female? The female is played by Kristen Shaw. We and, uh, no, 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 it gets better because also they have another female character in it played by Linda Ooh, Carter. Ooh, two. Two. <laughs> two. Hold on, not, not, not just two guys. Not just but one ch- gimmick, but two <laughs> gimmicks in the show. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, I like to note that when we said gimmicks, we're using quotations because we don't actually mean that. Well, um, we, we, that was the conversation we had before we started. Yes. They have two strong yeah. female characters on the show with, oh, compl- with complete arcs. Actually, one of them is the most badass character on the show, and she's played by Linda Card. She's voiced by Linda Cardellini. Okay. Um, well, I just all- know about um, Mabel Kristen Shaw because she talked about it when we saw her at a con once. Did she say? It I was thought like she a- talked about a hot tub, but I could be wrong. Either one. She was talking about Gravity Falls and how she was sorry she couldn't bring it back. Um, well, it's a two-season show, but the thing is, is that like the show like ends like on the perfect note. It's almost like you want more, but you don't want more mm. when it finishes because they're like they completed the arcs of everybody. 
and everything. Oh, and I forgot Nathan Fillion's also on it. Mm. Everyone likes a little Nathan Fillion in there every now and then. I'd take a big Nathan Fillion. Mm. <laughs> Who doesn't love the Fillion? <laughs> Do we have uh, a choice? He'll was fill that you everybody? In. Yeah, we're gonna was... get over these Fillion puns <laughs> before it gets too far. Uh, that was before everybody, right? Up. Yes. Emily does not like the Fillion puns. What? Oh, no, I got lost in thought. Oh, about Nathan Fillion? <laughs> she knew there was a pun sure. coming and decided to start just tuning out. She had, she I was thinking about Nathan Fillion and the Nathan Fillion puns. Gar- she had the Simon and Garfunkel face on. You know when they do the close-ups yeah. or something? The one person is like, hello, darkly smile, friend. I come to you. <laughs> Record scratch. You're one- you might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> Ooh, uh, snorted. Okay, so that, that was everybody, right? That. Right? Right? Yes, that yeah. was, that was three times? Okay, that was cool. everybody. All right, so today's battle. I never really came up with a good name for it. I kept imagining I would at some point throughout the week. Never well, did. Well, by the time this comes out, it's going to have theme. a title. So. The Battle of No Names? Yeah, the Battle of No Names. I like that. Um, so it was originally, it was a secret Santa battle. Uh, we could just call it Christmas in July. That would work. Yeah, that works. Uh, so for today's Christmas in July episode, see, I knew I'd do it in the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have, uh, if you did not listen to our episode back in Christmas when we had Chris on that time, because it, it just works so well, we couldn't Please have a- watch it. Also, yeah, it might suggest awesome. that uh, Battle of No Names would be great if we all picked movies starring the man with no name. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. There. Wait, who's the guy with no name? Just any, any movie about a guy with no name, like the the stray dog films, like the Clint Eastwood movies, or Kurosawa, or any of the. Could movies. throw in uh, layer cake if you wanted to. There you go. <laughs> or the Bruce Willis Last Man Standing. Yeah. There you go. Uh, There's a bunch of them. It's a whole genre. Stray dog genre. Interesting. Or, I don't or, know about this. Yeah. Writers just couldn't figure out the name. they did what i did and they just got too far (laughs) uh anyhow so if you did not listen to that episode which i highly recommend chris and i and everybody had a great time uh and then after a while i'm like i need to do another one of these and that's when i contacted chris i'm like hey i'm doing another one you want to be on it and i just got all caps back absolutely um so what this is is basically we uh had our friend ryan randomly assign us somebody around the table that we had to pick a movie for they don't know who gave them that movie that we needed to defend that movie and then try to guess who gave it to us sound like a plan for everybody here everybody listening just say yes in your car i can hear you <laughs> yes <laughs> you just went straight up night veil vale right now yeah, just right? say yes in your car I i'll can hail the glory cloud Glow don't, cloud. Glow don't, not glory don't cloud. Don't look at the glow cloud. Yeah. Is Carlos coming, everyone? <laughs> what, what is happening right now? <laughs> so hey, you've never listened to Night Vale? Oh, you should listen to Night no, Vale. No, oh, you should listen to Night Vale. Keep we telling can. me that. There's just too much stuff, guys. Yeah. Too well, that's what I say about TV shows. Yeah. So I feel yeah. you. But Welcome to Night Vale is pretty fucking I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. Sick. He's got a very soothing voice. He does. He's yeah. also on Gravity Falls, I might add. Oh, is really? he? Yes. Like, yeah, you got to watch it. I'll check it out. Maybe. Her um, name is Mabel. <laughs> anyhow. All right. So who wants to go first? Uh, John will go first. All right. Cool. Because I'm me. <laughs> well, do we want to lay, lay, uh, lay down what movies were, are on the table? Mm. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> well, just do, let's, let's just do your and then like, let's bounce around. Like, cause I bounce like around? That's what we did the yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah. I, I like that, the which, bouncing around. So which that, le- which it's led a little to... bit of a surprise. That way people came like, I heard the one I wanted, then turn the movie, then turn that the That is true. Which led to the joy, I'm out of here. Yeah. Which led to the joy and revelation to our podcasters of finding out what poor Brian had to watch Yeah, I had to go last. <laughs> and then by that point, we knew that my wife had given me that fucking <laughs> horrendous movie. See you last time. Well, speaking of something that... To me, didn't suck. Uh, I got assigned uh, the movie Orlando, which I'd never heard of. Orlando! Orlando! Orlando. Uh, In the the chat, I posted a gif of, uh, I think, Book of Mormon, right? Uh, Yeah. 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 He had a uh, shirt and tie. So, John, I'm starting your five minutes now to talk about why it's a great movie. It's 
interesting. And that's, for me, a good place to start because I'd never heard of it. Um, and when I, when I saw that it was Tilda Swinton in it, I was like, oh, that's okay, cool. I'm going to see this. I want to see this. Um, and she's the greatest thing about this. It, you, you forget when you don't see a lot of her movies that she is a, an amazing actress. And just, I don't know, there was, it was such a, and this may sound like a negative, but it was such a weird and just weird movie that I really liked it because of that. It was pitched to me as a poem on screen. Yeah, I could, I could, I can, I can go with that. And the, the thing that won me first to the movie was when she turns to the camera and starts talking to it. And I she think breaks the fourth wall. She breaks the fourth wall. And that's when I started realizing that there was kind of a rhythm to this movie and if you've heard anything I've said on other movies on this podcast, I like things that play with format, rhythm, uh, editing in a certain way. And this has its own kind of editing that I really liked. And it was very interesting to watch this with Baby Driver in the same kind of 24-hour span mm. of time. Cause both it's do an some, odd double feature. It is an odd double feature, but both do some really great things with editing. And this one, I just liked, I don't know, there was... What is the movie about? It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still figuring out. Basically, the queen has this servant, uh, played by Tilda Swinton, Orlando, and she says you can have this estate and you know, all and these riches. And he's a boy. I think he's a boy. Very yeah. Yes, he's a boy. So you can have all this if you never age. And so he doesn't through the whole movie. So the movie goes through many eras, and he just keeps going on. And in the middle of the movie, kind of after he's had his fill of what masculinity in the time is, he just becomes a woman. And from then on, I think rema- I think it remains that way. The when I got assigned this, I kind of wish I'd read the book because there were a lot of things that it, it's pulling from. I can tell from the source material. It's a Virginia Woolf book, right? Yeah. Virginia I'll do Wolf. you one. I'll do you one better. Um, yeah. This character is actually also a member of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in the comic books at one point. Really? Oh, yep. Interesting. Are you yes. for real? I am dead serious. Because like, when, when I saw that you got that picked, I was like, why does that character? And I was reading about it. Why does that character sound so familiar? And then I researched on it, like, because I didn't know it was written by Virginia Woolf. Right. But I knew I was like, I'm like that character. You sounds... know that person. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yes. Um... Well, and it was interesting because it was a, a '90s movie, so there was a lot of just these nineties elements like music choice creeping into the movie. And it was all a very interesting package, but it was also kind of me going like, what is this? It kind of presented an interesting puzzle. Cause again, never heard of it. Didn't really know anything about it. Didn't know anything about the source material. So I'm kind of just piecing this in from my own experience. And it was a, uh, I found it to be very interesting and I just, the sets are gorgeous. The outfits there. I mean that those kind of time period, Outfits never really impressed me as much. I'm not as huge of a period piece person, but these are really well made and just lavish. And it's funny watching. How do you not? How do you not mention Billy Zane's hair? Billy Zane has hair in it. Oh, mm. he has a man. Sexy ass. Hold on, I am this movie. looking this up right now. It's a well, Billy Zane man. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing is, he's also on the poster too. And I was like, Billy Zane? Is that Billy Zane? He's, this guy's got hair. It can't be. He used and then to of have course, hair. Dude, yeah, how yeah. old are you guys? <laughs> Good God, that thing is a th- it's a beautiful, isn't it? They should name it. Did you guys, <laughs> like, did you guys <laughs> never see the Phantom? Of course, um, you saw the yeah, Phantom. That looked yeah. like a wig. We own it on Laserdisc. Right, okay. <laughs> oh, Brian Whoa. was very annoyed the day I brought that Wait, home. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna love saying this. I'm not the only one. You <laughs> own it on Laserdisc too? 
Yeah. I have an entire Billy Zane collection on Laserdisc. I have Dead Calm. I have that. I have Demon Knights. Oh, Dead Calm is so good. Demon Knights. Now, that's I, haven't, a, folks, I haven't seen that, that forever. Is, that, is a great, that is a great movie. So, John. I don't remember it very well. What did you feel about the narrative of this film? What did, messages did you get from it? Aside from Billy Zane's hair. That's a big That's message. all I got. <laughs> well, I liked kind of how it approached gender. Just in that transformation scene, like when I first saw it, I was like, well, wait, this just happened? And I was like, interesting. I, I liked how it just happened. And it was just, this is what it is. And the movie just kind of went with it. And I think that was kind of a cool thing about the the time that the movie was made in. It seemed it seemed like, I feel like it would be harder to make that now. Um, I don't know, it just, it went with it. And she just addressed the camera and being like, I, I'm the same person. And I kind of liked that message throughout. And it was interesting to see that kind of play out over the years. Now, such, now that, okay. you've seen that, that that is your time to talk uh, positively about it. Do you have a guess who gave it to you? Uh, I think Emily gave it to me. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Damn, I know. Emily was like, fuck you, no. Yeah. No, it's just that I figured you'd guess that because I'm so rah, rah, feminism all the time. And this is like such a feminist movie. Well, there there is that, but also like it, we haven't done this type of episode before, mm. so it was like I was trying to logically piece it together that way. But um, and I guess the only other, I mean, Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I figured it had to be Chewy. Yeah. Well, because, because I, I got it narrowed <laughs> down to like me. I got I got it narrowed down to, like, to women. Only women would pick <laughs> this movie. <laughs> also, uh, folks, we just want to let you know that if you think um, this pot, this version of uh, Secret Santa is going to be different from the other one, i.e., uh, we're going to do all classy movies, you are so so wrong. But I also yeah, would say, a, like, weird left we turn get, soon. I, yeah. yeah. The, the thing about Orlando that's so great is that you do see how privileged his life is when he's a man and then suddenly when he's a woman when she is a woman uh that privilege all goes away they take yeah. away her land oh my god they the, take the away scene when they look at her be like you can't own this anymore because you're a woman yeah and that is so significant and yeah. that's why it's a virginia wolf story because that's well like, and even the scene where um he tries to say that he owns the the russian gal in the beginning and then it's mirrored the exact way mm. when he's a woman and she's just like yeah no i'm gonna have to reject your offer like it was such an interesting mm. twist and it, yeah. but but what what makes it hard to do it like within a couple of days of watching it is like I'm still mulling this over, like I'm still mm-hmm. thinking about it, replaying it. You should maybe watch it again. Yeah, well, yeah. there's so many things to watch. I, I really wasn't... love Orlando. Are we supposed to be bringing it, taking it down now though? No, you don't have to take yeah, it down. Right. It, it, just, it's okay. I wanted to give you an artistic film. Yeah. That was had very strong. Christian art, overtones. Not Christian. Really. <laughs> uh, just. just female themes and just transgender yeah. transsexual themes because it's it's all very addressed in this film very like you said very matter of fact of like you should so, be able yeah. to switch and this is just who you are and, now and if you don't understand what male privilege means this movie this movie much, shows it to you, you so go. well and it's oh, just like yeah. if you, and it has so many different messages in it specifically because she does talk to the audience the whole time that it, it, like I said, it does warrant more than one viewing. I saw this movie the first time in my race, gender, film uh, studies class, and it's one of the favorite things I got out of that. Well, now I want to actually go read the book because, and because I had a whole bunch of not internet where I was. I was mm-hmm. like, I could have read it had I known like weeks in advance, because I'm fascinated by this and I want to kind of delve into it further. Has anybody here actually read it? 
No. I have not read it. Okay. That, well, that... I mean, like, the only thing I've read literary-wise for it is, like I said, I've read The League of Extraordinary Gems. That's I've close never, enough. I've never read Virginia <laughs> Woolf. <laughs> yeah. well, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because um, Alan Moore's interpretation is that, like, Orlando basically becomes the M of that group because mm. she lives, you know, she, he, like, because she, like, the character switches genders consistently from, like, generation to generation throughout, like, um, the storyline that I, the storyline that um, they have in it. And she basically, she, he becomes basically essentially like um, the most experienced member of mm. the league because not everybody's immortal and stuff. So she winds up becoming having the, per- being the person with the most experience. And, so and it's kind of an interesting take on that character. It's almost when you think about it, the fact that she, that um, they're able to do that. Like it's kind of the perfect spy when you think about it. Yeah, but because it also kind of undercuts make... the whole point of the book. Yeah. Well, no, it does. <laughs> Choose when you're going to be a man yeah. or woman. Yeah. It's still yeah. an interesting character to pull into a comic, but yeah. Well, yeah, and I feel like it's hard to do it justice when it's so, like, I'm still, like, mulling it over, like mm-hmm. I said. Yeah. And one that's, like, has to, I have to go back to a second look for it and, you know, just... It's not an easy movie to consume, especially when you're not expecting what it's going to be. Right, right. Brian watched it, and the first thing he yelled at me, this is a weird movie. It's a weird movie, honey. <laughs> it's definitely well, the, the like most artsy of everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we had it. just gotten back from and my, it. And I like, saw someone point out, it's a female director. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, what's director. the name of the director? Uh, Sally or Sally, Sally, sorry, I forgot her name. Yates? No, nope. <laughs> Not Sally. Yates. And also, just real quick, nope. John, uh, <laughs> Yard, Yard, I, just real that quick. That would be it, so it, awesome. <laughs> it's also directed Orlando, just just as a side. Also, yeah. just real quick, where did you view this movie? In case any of the listeners want to also view it, uh, I rented it on Amazon. Sally uh, P- Potter. 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 See, okay, that weird association. Harry Potter was directed by David Yates. Uh, uh, like, uh, okay, weird, weird word salad okay. going on there. Name salad. Um, would you recommend it? Yes, I do, I would actually because, yeah. like, maybe I, I was not watching it under the best conditions, but it was still very thought provoking, very interesting, and it was unapologetically strange and kind of didn't care if you were on board right away. And well, like, it doesn't care if you're on board at any point. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I kind of respect <laughs> respect that more now than I have before. Just. The movie's gonna do what it's gonna do, and you're you're with it or you're not. Yeah, if you're with it, you're hip. Just specifically, like I think it's a very good movie for a person being, like how I said, she talks to you directly. Like you do feel like you're involved in this film the whole time you're watching it. Yeah, and it's to what but Brian said. We're out of time. Yeah, yeah. it's to that, that poetry thing. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't my favorite movie on the table today, but it was it was like you said. I will happily go back and give it a second watch because I did not watch it in the best circumstance. Yeah. I just come off a twelve hour day. I'm just like I fucking hate everything. I did like a three hour commute from like LAX to where if, I live now. If you're a person who laments SJWs and PC culture taking over the world, maybe not for you. Maybe yeah. Or maybe you should watch or it. Maybe you should watch and it. You should have stop a, being an asshole. A woman <laughs> or a or, man and then a woman stare at you directly in the face <laughs> multiple times. Why don't we What if we just like what's that what's that um thing? The technique from Clockwork Orange. What if we did I was that just to those say guys? That like we just strap okay, them well, down, uh, we put like <laughs> the eyes on them and stuff. I feel like that's a step back, yeah, but right. I like where your head's at. I just the whole time I just want to be on the side screen screaming, feel things! Uh, Understand stuff! <laughs> John, you get to pick who goes next. Uh, I think... Emily, since I guessed wrong. All right. All oh, right, do you have a right. line real quick? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... Do you have a line from the movie real quick? Do you have a favorite quote? Because mm. mine would just be the sound of Billy Zane's hair whipping mm-hmm. in the wish, wish. It's the It's the, the moment... It's the sound of babies I didn't crying. write it down, but... <laughs> I didn't write it down, but it's the moment when... Uh, 
she, uh, Orlando sees herself in the mirror and I was like, I'm the same person. It's just a different sex or something like that. I, I, I mangled a, the line, but it's a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. And just the, Tilda Swinton is so great. Like she was very haunting in this and just that stare at you is, ugh. yeah, we need to move. Yeah. Emily, <laughs> okay. your turn. What do you got? I, I had the long kiss. Good night, which was pretty exciting for me. Um, because, uh, it is what I love about this movie. Um, it's such a nineties movie. It's so like, it's the essence of nineties, but like better because it's, it's at the time it's Shane Black who was at the height of his career. Um, and this was, I don't know if it still is, but this wasn't and held out for a long time. The highest paid spec sale ever. Um, this was like a very, very expensive screenplay. And um, and the movie didn't perform as expected. But one thing I really love about it is that um, that you often see. Well, it's also directed by Rennie Harlan, who directed Die Hard Two and Cliffhanger. Come on, um, the music that is, makes sense. Yeah, the music <laughs> is so nineties. Yeah. Uh, just everything about this movie. The the physics are ridiculous. You know, like the grenade takes about five minutes to blow up, um, and then it's just a fireball. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> but and, Emily, it's not like they jump out and all of a sudden use a machine gun to yeah, make a exactly. pool of water. Also that. <laughs> Um, but, I didn't but, swim out totally fine. But, but yeah, they're totally fine, barely cut up. Uh, but and oh, and at the end of the movie, though, they're both bloody fucking messes, which I love. That's so '90s to have your lead just be a fucking disaster by the end of the movie. Um, but but one thing I think is cool is we see one of the tropes we see a lot is we see uh, a man who's on the run. Um, sometimes it's because the woman he's with and Eraser came out the same year. Um, the woman is being chased by bad guys or whatever, and he's there to protect her. So here's the same kind of idea where it's a man and a woman on the run together, you know, doing stuff and whatever. One, there's really no romance. There's a slight romantic scene between them. It's nothing. Um, and, and it's just because she has issues and, uh, and, but there's no romance between them, but also she's the badass. He's the one who needs saving. And that was such a revolutionary thing for the, for still is really. Um, and I just thought that was, and plus Gina Davis is just a fucking badass all the way around. She was an Olympic archer. She now runs a, uh, an organization that, that pushes like uh, gender parity in film. Um, and just everything about this movie, I thought was super badass watching her be, be so cool. Cause at the same, the same year I looked it up, uh, we also had barbed wire, which is maybe less progressive. Um, <laughs> maybe <laughs> super less progressive. And then we also had twister though. So Helen Hunt was pretty cool, but, but we, this was the first time we really saw since like Ripley and, and Sarah Connor that we really saw a woman allowed to kick ass and she's a mom because well, that's, that's okay. It's um, the 90s. It was the 90s. Um, but, I mean, that's also part of the plot. It was important that she was a mom. Um, and I love that her boyfriend was totally chill with the fact that she could murder him with her pinky. Like, even at the end of the movie, he's like, okay, cool. I'm down. I thought they were married. Uh, they were... I don't think so. I don't think so. Because it wasn't his baby, right? Right. It's not right. his baby. Uh, oh, I forgot. I no, it's yeah. another person's baby. It's another person's baby. It's the evil yeah. guy's kid. the evil guy's kid. I forgot that. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I and, just watched uh, this this morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, and just there's a giant explosion at the end, which again takes way too long. It's like a countdown of six minutes that takes like 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> there's not one giant explosion I mean, that's at the, the 90s. end of this. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's several But like thousand. the big like, exploding uh, truck, which I'm not entirely sure why it had explosives in it, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Who 90s? cares? It's the 90s. Shane Black. It's the 90s. Yeah, it's the 90s. It's Shane Black. Obviously, it also opens at Christmas. Of course um, it does. You it's know, a Christmas and, uh, movie. Yeah, it's it's just, I love this movie with every fire over my being because I love explosions. I love badass chicks. I love Gina Davis. I love like how she was just like, 
fuck having this kid. Fuck this stupid PTA mom stuff. I'm going to go be awesome. So the first act, she's all like, oh, no, I'm a lady. I don't know what I'm doing. And the second act, she's like, fuck you. I'm a badass. I'll give a shit about this dumb kid. And then the third act, she's like, okay, I can be both. <laughs> nice. That is this what I was This poor child's psychology bills are going to be through the roof. Well, the kid at the end is just like, get up, mommy. Stop being a stupid baby. Which calls back to like what her mom said to her when she fell on the ice. And I got to admit, in both cases, they were right. Stop being a stupid baby. So yeah. I feel like that was a good I mean, But that kid would have died when the grenade oh. launcher went off right by her head. 100%. 100%. Was that before or after her mother got superhuman strength and was able to throw the child all the way across to the other neighbor's that house? That was the moment before. They used <laughs> the, the hole from the look, grenade guys, launcher. In the 90s, physics worked differently. <laughs> Well, I look at this movie and I, and I think hashtag parenting goals. <laughs> <laughs> I do legitimately. I remember watching the scene like I, t- I even stopped cleaning this morning when it got to the scene of the daughter hurting her wrist on the ice because it's one of my favorite moments in the whole film. Yeah. I'm like, just stop crying and get up. I'm like, I can totally see myself doing that yeah. as a mom. I don't have Her, time for this shit. This, we need to learn how to skate. This scene where she climbs over the wall and there's that kid sitting, the neighbor kid is sitting there smoking a cigarette. She's like, what have you learned about cigarettes? And she's got a fucking rifle in her hand <laughs> and she grabs the, and she's dyed her hair like blonde and she's got all this eye makeup on so she looks super scary and she grabs a cigarette, takes a takes a drag from it, hands it back to him and she just goes, what did she say? Like, don't don't sit here again or I'll blow your fucking head off. And then, <laughs> oh no, and then, and then they do that insert. Yeah, they do this long ass insert way up close on the kid's crotch as he pees his pants Aww. poor kid alright so that was your five minutes who do you think gave you the movie uh, Chris yeah <laughs> I, I will always revel an opportunity to talk about the long kiss kid. Like, <laughs> I will never I will movie. never yeah. t- I can't believe that you never saw it before I was yeah. in shock yeah. when you said that to me yeah. and this, the reason why I also like that movie so much is because I have a friend of mine um, who also she loves that picture to the point where I actually I gave her like a copy of it for her birthday. And for years, we have been trying to figure out how to do a cosplay of her as Gina Davis and me as Samuel Jackson. For obvious reasons, I can't can't do Samuel Jackson unless I get that gaudy outfit that he has on. Like, and that is the only way I think I might be able to do it. Just because like, if you listen to us talk to each other, it's that relationship. Like we have that relationship. Would it be okay if you did like a cutout of his face? I don't know. Like, because we have literally gone back because we're I the, love we're his in character. dicey territory here. Yeah, I don't know. I love his character in this picture. I love some of the th- the shit that comes out of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, is it's hysteric- great. Especially and when he says about New Jersey. Speaking which yeah. was so great is the, uh, we, I didn't even mention like the casting. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, Gina Davis, David Morse, um, uh, Brian Cox. I mean, just some, my favorite people are in this. Also, the guy who plays the villain in this, who I believe his name is Craig. I could be wrong. I believe his name is Craig Bierko in this. He's fucking genius. He is on. He is on Unreal, and the first season he was on Unreal, he was fat, and I was like, "Why have I seen that guy before?" And then second season he got skinny, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's that guy." (laughs) Also, fun fact: you do know that Samuel Jackson was originally supposed to die in the picture. Oh. Um, during that scene where he does like where she's um snipe when she's sniping all the people and everything, um, like Mm. in the compound, he was originally supposed to go in that in that Mm. scene. He did get shot. Yeah, and that was the idea because well, you know. It's interesting because even though I consider this to be one of Shane Black's best movies, apparently he hates the way he turned out or something along those lines, hmm. Like, which is really interesting because huh. I'm like... I, well, he only wrote this one, right? He only wrote this one. Yeah, ever. so I mean, that really could be one of the... Like, if somebody had taken over some control at some point, that could be why he didn't like it, would be my only guess. Yeah. Because it really... Like, the beginning feels very Shane Black and then a lot of the dialogue does. But overall, I don't... 
personally, I don't think it feels like as Shane Blackie as mm. some of his other movies. Well, I think it actually direction. helps the fact. Yeah. Now, Emily, tell me if you feel the same way. Also, that the fact that it's Shane Black script in the most '90s possible oh, sure. way, and I think that only enhances the way this picture turned out. Because I imagine his original script was a little bit more low key at parts, especially with the third act. There were some times when she was saying lines that sounded really clever but didn't feel as clever, and I was trying to imagine on the page they probably were a little different than how they were directed. Mm-hmm. You know, that I was thinking that would have been really cool on the page, and instead it's kind of a throwaway line right here. Yeah, and well, Shane Black has like a certain cadence to his writing that not everybody can yeah, nail. Like, yeah. the, like there's reasons that like like Mel Gibson or like Robert Downey Jr. can just nail that sense of humor, but it's just not for everyone. I think Gina Davis did a good job yeah. with it, but there were some parts that, like you said, they kind of rang a little. Yeah, false. and she she was just coming off Cutthroat Island too, so this was <laughs> this was a. I wish this had done better because this. Would, I mean, obviously her career's okay. It probably would have done better yeah. if it wasn't for Cutthroat Island. Yeah, that's a good point. I like Cutthroat. Island. I've never actually seen. <laughs> Cut, I've never seen Cutthroat Island, but I remember the hype. For that movie, and then the total yeah. disappointing not hype after it was came out, and everyone hated it. I never saw it. My parents took me to see that in the theaters on Christmas Day. Yes, we were those three. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You just uh, had to have a theater to yourself. But speaking of uh, cadence that you brought up, honey, uh, when we were taking our niece cadence to go uh, ice skating that one time in Chicago. There was a big part of me that wanted to get all Gina Davis on her, but I was like, all right, Melissa and Mike won't like it if I do that. And she was two. But she couldn't even put her feet on the ice. She She was was two. (laughs) Quit being a baby, toddler. Somebody's just going to pass by, like, I would love it if just if you did that, if somebody just passes by, like, okay, we know what you're doing. We've all, seen, we've all seen the movie and everything, but she's two. You can I go yell at that five-year-old three. over there. But there's a oh, five-year-old over there that's being a little bitch. <laughs> I just really wanted to get her to try to at least attempt to figure skate. But she's done it now. She has? Yeah. Well, I didn't get to see that. <laughs> Also, what we get we for just, living in can California. Can we also just talk about the love that we have with the scene where Gina Davis is able to skate as fast as a fucking car <laughs> in this picture? I, yeah, it's a fun movie. I mean, it, it, it's tough to argue against. It did not do that well critically either, though. I was kind of surprised. Like when I looked at the reviews, I thought they'd be higher. I mean, I don't know why. I think it might have been a uh, fatigue that you were seeing with critics at that point in time, just seeing action movie after action movie. When did this come out exactly? 96. Okay, yeah. There was a little bit of action movie fatigue, and it did star a woman. Eraser, The Rock, uh, because I looked it up. Again, a barbed wire. Yeah. Um, Good old barbed wire. Pamela Anderson tried. I mean, this was a year of a lot of big action movies that were just like huge budgets and crazy physics-denying action sequences. Another explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like most of those movies. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I always feel bad for Barbed Wire because Jim Pamela Anderson really was trying to make something yeah. good. She actually she had faith in a comic book, which most people didn't back then, and she got E. coli from her tattoo. Oh. Not oh. E. coli, hepatitis. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Same Don't difference. get a Barbed Wire tattoo in Mexico while you're filming a movie. Don't. Just don't. That sounds yeah, like not a good idea. idea. Uh, you get to pick who goes next. Oh, okay. Uh... Uh, I want to hear you talk about what you do. You, you had the old Kung Fu Hustle, right? I did. I did, and I do. So I had a Kung Fu Hustle. Um, I'm not sure who gave it to me. I, I'm going to throw a name out at one point here. Um, but it was uh, when I was in college, there was two trailers that came out 
that made me go, those movies I need to see now, and they're going to be my favorite movies of all time. And it was Kung Fu Hustle and Shaun of the Dead. Um, they both came out right around the same time. And like I saw Kung Fu Hustle, I want to say, four or five times in theaters, and then I bought it. I don't know how many times I've watched it since. So when I saw I got to sign that one, I'm like, what? That's just an utter joy. Uh, if you have not seen the movie, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It is just... It is one of the most well-stylized movies I've ever seen. Like, it is just... It creates this world that I want to live in. Like, it's just so crazy and fun and awesome. Um, when I first saw it, it really kind of... That's why I kind of bring up Shaun of the Dead. It kind of reminds me of, like, an Edgar Wright-style, like, world of just, like... It's so unique to itself. Um, the movie itself is about a guy who... Uh, he wants to be in a gang because when he was a kid, he decided he was going to be a good guy. And then got the shit kicked out of him and then peed on in front of a girl. Um, I think that would damage anyone's self-esteem mm-hmm. a little bit. That's pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little rough. Um, so he decides the way to be successful in life is to be a bad guy. So he tries to join the biggest gang in the world. And then he realizes that's the wrong thing to do. And then around that time, the biggest gang in the world has started fighting the slum because they have wronged them. Really skipping over a lot of pl- plot points. While fighting the slum, they realize there's two kung fu masters that live there, and they hire the greatest killer in the world to take out these masters. And then while he is trying to kill the two masters, the main character decides to take one hit at him just to stop us. And the beast, is what they call him, beats him into an absolute pulp, like punches his head into the ground like a hundred times. And you're not joking when you said it's literal pulp on screen. Oh, yeah, it's just complete insane. And then (laughs) my favorite part of the entire sequence is like, so are you done? And then he just grabs this like little piece of wood and just lightly thwaps him in the face. <laughs> like, it's just so good. Uh, so after that, he basically they show like a very on the nose uh, a butterfly coming out of a cocoon, and then he wakes and up. And someone his even says magic, yeah, healing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then he wakes up, and now he is the kung fu master who can only match the beast, and they have a big con- cartoony fight, and it's great. Um, but that, that's the whole movie. It, it's like uh, the ad for it said it was Kill Bill meets Looney Tunes. And I think that's kind of kind of close. Didn't really feel as Kill Bill to me as it does in Looney Tunes. I was about to say, that movie is a straight up Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It, in it, the it, best way possible. Yeah. Like, and it's like when, when people go for like really, they run really fast. They like the full like circle leg motion. Like yeah. it, it just, I don't know how else to say it. Like it's, I, I still have two minutes to talk and I'm, I, I'm speechless with how much. I love this movie. Like I get like I, on top of my words when I start talking about it because it is, it's just complete joy from beginning to end. Like I've never watched this movie without just like smiling the whole time. Uh, how would you describe the choreography? Which choreography? There's a dance sequence in the beginning, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, the fight choreography. Both. I mean the fight choreography. I, the thing is, I don't know shit about fight choreography. I've never been a stunt person ever in my life. So I know if I like it and it looks cool, I can, I assume it's good. Uh, so in the beginning of the film, when they have to fight the three, like sleeping masters, the guys who are trying to like just live their lives and not be Kung Fu guys, that entire fight sequence is just incredible. Like, it's just a blast. It's really fun seeing these three different, like the one guy fights with just fists. The one guy fights with these big metal rings on his arms to like add weight and they call him iron fist. Um, and then the other guy fights with a big fucking pole and many other poles. And it's just, it's really but like it also like um, deals with their careers too, doesn't it? Like the poles are all like because he we- yeah, we- they, needs they, bread or something. Yeah, or something? he figures out a way to hide. They figure out a way to hide their like their powers 
in their businesses. Like the guy with the rings is like a, uh, a tailor or something. A tailor, so he hangs everything off those rings. This, this was such a great take on on wuxia um, for me because I'm a huge, huge fan of wuxia films. If you don't know what wuxia is, go look it up. I always um, say it wrong, but yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, wuxia. But it's 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 all Usa. the magical fighting where where the flying and all of that. Um, and uh, it was interesting to watch that. Like you said, those guys at the beginning who weren't really Kung Fu masters, and then the second time we see the fight, it ratchets it up when you get the musical instruments and in. It's so and, awesome. And it's so awesome. And I love the fact that you thought that that landlord guy was just a dopey idiot, and then he comes out, and you're like, oh, shit, that dude can fight. Oh, yeah. And, it and was, the landlord and lady. And the landlord lady was a badass, too. Um, I wish he'd had more than just her and the deaf girl, but... Um, but uh, uh, then, then by the time we get to the final fight, it's just like he's flying in space and like making huge dents in the pay. It's just like it kept ratcheting up. Each fight was bigger than the last one and like more impressive. Yeah, it does it in a way that like, and it feels natural. Like it, it feels like where no. you're watching a sequence going, this is as crazy as it can get. And they do a good job of the next scene yeah. going even crazier. My only complaint about that, because now we've reached uh, the other part, is that uh, I feel like our main character didn't earn it. I, I, I oh, was a little totally. bit irritated yeah. that, that he just went to sleep and magic happened and he woke up a master. And I was like, really? I mean. Well, he's kind of a cipher in the picture. I mean, like, he, he's not as well developed as the other supporting yeah. characters. is the supporting characters. And I mean, the the three Kung Fu masters you were talking about as well as the um, the slum lords and everything, like, they are, like, full three-dimensional characters in this, whereas Stephen Chow's character is kind of just kind of, like, almost just there. Yeah. For the sake of him having like that third, that brilliant third act, but it's still yeah, just like, it, it's and he's not very likable act. for most of the no, movie. no, he's not even at the end of the movie. He, yeah, he's terrible the whole yeah. way through. Oh, my guess was Emily gave this to me. Nah, no, then it was. I gone. actually never seen it. I thought I had, but really? I only saw like one of the fight scenes, and so I was like overjoyed. I was like, oh my god, why haven't I seen this movie yeah. before? This is everything I love. So, John, you gave this to me, yes, and you had nothing to say with you and all that. Well, I was just waiting, I was letting you guys, I was letting you guys exude the excitement because. Yeah. It's everything that I feel about that movie. Yeah. My favorite mo- uh, scene in this movie is that chase between the landlady oh, and so Stephen Chow. And how it starts with the knife gag. Oh, just mm. taking out those damn knives. Those, the knife gag is hilarious. The and knife gag, it, for me, it was funny. It was funny. But when he goes, he takes the knife out and goes, no! And then he puts it back in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking just perfect. <laughs> and but, then there's the snakes. It was like one thing after the next. And just then it goes right straight Looney Tunes. And yeah. I, I, up until that point... I had never seen something live action be so cartoonish yeah. and just be such a delight to watch. Mm. And yep. I'd also been watching a lot of anime at the time too, so there was a lot oh, of this that like fits then, yeah. there was a lot of this like progression thing between the masters and the different like one upsmanship that in anime happens all the time. Mm. Almost to an obnoxious ex- extent. So it's like, oh he's these are one level of masters. Oh, these are the next ones that are too big for them. Oh, but then the landlords are the masters now. And then like it just kept going. I was like, this is so wonderful I to watch. I love when when he the the landlord grabs the big bell or whatever that she oh, uses yeah. a megaphone and then they are standing there and the other guy looks over and you're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> is it weird that while we're talking about this I'm fantasizing about what Infinity Wars is actually going to be like? Cuz it would be That's great. a weird leap, but yeah. yeah. I don't know, I'm just Replace. imagining cuz there's so many superheroes in Infinity Wars of like are the main <laughs> guys from Civil The Avengers just keep going to all these really places and then there's just all these people with more superpowers that are even stronger than theirs. Well, and there's one thing that I what was unexpected about this movie despite all this other delightful unexpected stuff was uh Stephen Chow has a a, a great knowledge of cinema. 
he references The Shining. He he's his movies oh, yeah. is in communication with American cinema. He's one of the biggest filmmakers in China. Yeah. He's the, the biggest comedic filmmaker in China, I believe. No, I think he might be the biggest. Yeah. Not, like not just comedic wise. I know that I know when Kung Fu Hustle came out. Did he do Mermaid? Yes, I, I think okay. he did. I think he did that film. I'm not too sure. Like, so. I yeah, I was looking it up now, but like he did uh, Shaolin Soccer, right? Yeah, oh, he yeah. Did Shaolin and that was Soccer. that was right before this one. That was the one he did right before this one, and then yeah, I think after that, because I thought that did. was the. And uh, he did the thing with the sun and the little alien. Well, he uh, did that one. And then he also did, which I heard was okay, but then he also did Journey to the West, which I heard is like really good. But the uh, the thing that I liked in this movie was the uh, the nod to Shaolin Soccer because there there's the three little boys playing soccer and they kick the boy they kick the ball to the main character of the movie and he stomps in the ball and goes no more soccer yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this I thought that was awesome and then but yeah. no what, what uh, to what Emily was saying though I actually kind of agree and I, I think I kind of it's the that guy both Emily and Chris were saying it he uh, he really isn't that much of a character he's not likable and he doesn't really have any like agency in the movie. But I feel like that's kind of a it was kind of a Western idea of the give the character like give the main character absolutely nothing so people can feel that they are him. Mm. And I think they just went too far with oh, it. Oh, he's like Belle. Sure, yeah. like Belle. Ella, whatever yeah. her name yeah. is. Kung Fu Belle. Yeah, my oh. my biggest example for that, which was done perfectly here, so don't jump down my throat, was Luke Skywalker. Mm. Um he is. I don't think he has a lot of character, and I think that's why everybody thinks he has the most character. Huh. Only in A New Hope, um, he gets more throughout. Kind of like Jared Kushner. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So all in all, like I think this movie's fantastic. I, I think it's everything that John was saying. I actually think it pairs really well with Edgar Wright's styling because I remember watching like both this and Shaun of the Dead back to back. Well, it's funny that you mentioned watching that side by side with uh, yeah. that <laughs> because that was about the same time. I like I saw those roughly around the same time. I didn't have you know we didn't back in out in like. North Dakota. I didn't have too many chances to get in to the North theater. North Dakota. North Dakota. Didn't have too many chances to get to the theater. So, you know, we saw these movies any way we could. Air quotes on everything I just said. <laughs> and it was Sound like those two movies thing. at about the same time. If we watched this and Scott Pilgrim, I think they'd be very good pairs. And I love that both of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. A double feature. Yeah. But I think you know, this with almost any of Edgar Wright's movies, they, they fit really well together. Like, it's a very similar sense of humor where it's not the same, though. They just complement each other. But yeah, all in all, I, I love this movie, and it's uh, I was very, very excited to watch it again because I haven't seen it now in so many so years. It was many nice years. that we didn't have to spend money on that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird because you have an idea of this movie from when you first saw it, and then you watch it years later. I was like, oh, I hope it holds up. I hope it holds up. And then you're like, wow, you're kind of blown away again. Yeah, it definitely holds up. Yeah. It, but I mean, it, it it holds up for me on a rewatch. I don't know how well it would sit with like a uh, like a 16 year old these days. Yeah, because like the the comedy pacing, I mean, just the just nationality. It's a different sense of humor. Like either you're into the style or you're not. If you're not, I don't think this one's really going to win people over. Mm. It's hard to get people to watch action films that sub- subtitles in general. Yeah, and there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of jokes of it that just go straight over Americans' heads. Like yeah. it, it, there's a lot of just in humor that's just not for us, and that's fine. Well, like it's I can still enjoy the movie. And we there just was... need to watch more Asian cinema so we can get the jokes. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so that's it for me. Uh, Chris is going next. Yeah. So my movie of choice this week was Escape from the Planet of the Apes. The illustrious third film in the original five-film saga of the Planet of the Apes originally started with Charlton Heston landing in the future in the first one. In the second one, Charlton Heston, the head of the NRA, deciding fuck it and blowing up the entire planet. Which, by the way, is so ironic. And the third <laughs> one opens up with three apes named Milo, Cornelius, and Zira being able to salvage 
Charlton Heston's original uh, spaceship and using it to launch themselves into space as Charlton Heston is blowing up a nuclear warhead and beneath and using that to hurl themselves back in time to Charlton Heston's original time period, allowing for many a fine social commentary as well as a cut in budget. Um, <laughs> so I watched the wrong movie. Um, but so I have a question. Yes. So so they use the nuclear warhead to launch themselves back in time? Yes. If like So you saw Battle, correct? Yes. Okay, so you saw the nuclear warhead. You may have seen a nuclear warhead because the underground people. Right, right. No, but I mean, the nuclear warheads throw monkeys back in time is what I'm asking. Apes. 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 I'm sorry. Oh, that's actually a big thing in that picture. No, no. (laughs) No, because that's the movie I watched. So much. They made a big deal about it. So much. No, no, no. In this movie, Cornelius, who is a pacifist, I might add, straight up murders a man for calling him a monkey right, okay. in this film. I so. wanted to murder a nine-year-old while yelling monkey when we went to see which... Dawn. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He kept yelling monkey the whole movie yeah. and I've never Stop wanted it. to kill a child it more. Turns out like there's child. a lot of monkeys in that movie so yelling monkey every time there's a monkey. Oh. And then starting to cry when the monkeys start killing people. Yeah. The fuck film you going to see? <laughs> Actually, I do love the fact that also Escape from the Planet of the Apes is a G-rated film that isn't overly action-packed but when the violence happens, it hurts, like, in that picture. It gets dark. It gets, yeah. like, yeah, because it's, it's a really it's interesting... It's okay because they're not people. That's No, I think the cheap. idea behind it is, is that it's not okay even if they're not people. Yeah. I think that's the vibe that I got from... Yeah, I mean, well, that's like, the message of the movie, but the people who rated it, it didn't care. Yeah, yeah by yeah. the way, folks, this is a G-rated film, and I'm about to start talking about some very <laughs> violent thing and awful things that happen in this picture. They so, slap each other and say, heck... <laughs> little worse than that um, <laughs> slightly worse but okay okay i gotta build up to that so now going to what you were saying about the dark turn in this picture this movie starts off almost like a um like a fish out of water comedy and everything it's a and stuff where like like they're all just like oh we're having a good time until you know the third ape gets strangled by a gorilla so there's your first gorillas thing. so there's your first thing of violence in that picture um, then, you know, they start finding out the time period, then the humans start finding out the time period that these people, that these apes start coming from. Notice also that I'm calling them people because they're living human, they're living beings in this picture. Um, in which then they have to start going on the run because the government in typical government fashion gets downright terrified that they're all of a sudden going to kill and murder us all and everything. And then, um, they have a child in which then child. they meet up with uh, Khan from Wrath of Khan. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch? No, Ricardo. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Khan! So then... John! And which also at this point in time, in order to defend his wife, um, Cornelius murder, straight up murders this motherfucker. Ugh. And so the climax of the movie takes place on a boat oh, where, right. the, where the um, president's head They're science advisor decides to straight up murder a baby. Oh. And not just and not off screen either. You see this baby get shot to death in this G-rated yeah. picture. The first time I saw this movie, it was a very audible what? <laughs> like it, like they just throw it in the ground and then he just empties a clip into the baby, just, like just boom, straight, boom, 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 boom. It's like just, just straight Holy up. But it's shit. not a human. Just straight up pulp fiction. It's the same thing child. as how the still, bo- the boobs is- in Titanic were not sexualized. PG thirteen. So PG thirteen. This is a G film. You can watch Balto and then Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Like, <laughs> like, like, let me basically. I don't care that it's human. I don't care that it's not human. It was fucked up when. No, you I, see I'm this agreeing. Thing. I'm just explaining like, why it's G. Like all of a sudden you're just like Jesus Christ! What the fuck? I just watched Herbie before this. What? Like, <laughs> I just heard, watch Herbie rides again. <laughs> can you imagine all the people? 
back in was it sixties or seventies? Seventies. Who took their kids and to this what movie? what I love and stuff is that I also saw the trailer for this movie and it's like Escape from the Planet of the Apes. In a G. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it, it looks like a very happy-go-lucky. Oh, they're gonna go shopping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, t- the montage. Are we gonna talk about the montage, montage, montage? Oh, that- well, the montage is great. I actually, I really like the fish out of water stuff because a, it makes you really sympathize with Cornelius and Zira in the picture, but b, also it kind of has a lot, a little bit of interesting social commentary for the time yeah. period and everything else yeah. about like what people value. Um, I almost thought a little bit about like kind of what Dawn of the Dead was saying about mall culture and everything a little bit about this. Not to the same extent, but similar and everything. Okay. Just so gonna... so do you have a guess who gave it to you? I'm going to say you because uh, we were talking a little bit about it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's the only one that reminds me on a somewhat regular basis that these movies exist. Well, not it's... only do they exist, that they are some of the most important and greatest movies in cinema history. A lot history. of people just don't well, even think about them anymore. There They're is fantastic. One, there is one thing, because so, I'm an Apes fanatic also and everything, so I was very happy when he saw us, because um, I apes. haven't seen it in about a year, a couple of years. There was something that I noticed in this picture that I did not notice before, which is that they laid the groundwork for the history and potential um, relationship between humans. And, basically, this picture is that, like, lays the groundwork in one very quick scene that the conclusion of Beneath the Planet of the Apes could not does not have to happen anymore. Um, yeah, do you remember what it is? I don't remember. I and no. <laughs> when they I was inter- trying to think when of they then. interrogate Cornelius, they say that the ape who originally led the rebellion, and this is why I'm happy you saw Battle of the Planet of the I'm Apes. Not. Um, <laughs> was, it's a great movie. Was named was named Aldo. Aldo was supposed to be the original. Oh, and it's Caesar rebellion yeah. rebeller, yeah. and it's Caesar now. Yeah. But who was Aldo? Was there ever an Aldo? Aldo was in Battle for the he Planet a, of the Apes. He was an asshole. He was the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. He hated humans and wanted them all to die. And I had to rewind it because I was rich because when I first saw it, I was like, wait, I thought they said Caesar was the guy's name and everything else. And then I'm like, they're like, no, it's Aldo. And I'm like, Aldo, I'm like, that's the general in um beneath the in, in Battle yeah. for the but Planet of the Apes. But wasn't he a gorilla? He was a gorilla, yes. And they actually say it's a gorilla in the in the picture also. So huh. By them going back in time, they actually could have potentially averted the situation because they had Caesar, who is a much more sympathetic person to human beings. But that yeah, he was their kid, and now he's back in time. And I understand that, but Caesar that wasn't their kid, was he? Yes, he's their kid. I thought Caesar How was a. Because I thought there's a, I thought there's a generation of them becoming smarter apes between. No, I did. I checked because I wanted to check it out so that way I could tell, like because I want. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Guys, Conquest I'm an expert time. on Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and <laughs> I can tell you, having watched this movie, that Caesar. That's the whole plot of the movie. Is Caesar's like, I want to hear that's what my right, parents had to, to say, parents, and, and they were tamed. The ones uh, okay, see, I, so for some reason I thought there's a bigger okay, gap between so- the two. Time-wise, are these apes just immortal because they're supposed to be like two thousand years? Well, or something no. The idea behind things. it is the stuff is that at the beginning of conquest, um, in like the fifteen-year God, I can't believe I have to like how much like this the, is like listening to dudes at a comic book shop. <laughs> conquest <laughs> is an awesome movie. Green Lantern or something. Well, guys, Green Lantern is amazing. <laughs> well, guys, the, 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 like the, the first one and the second well, one take place in well, three thousand. Well, you see, Chewie, you have to understand that in <laughs> conquest, the planet of the apes. Um, in conquest, to talk about this, there was a plague that wiped out. Um, yeah, 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 dogs and stuff, but also uh-huh. apparently it made wait dogs. They wiped out dogs. No, that, out that dogs was in this movie. Cats. I'm not okay with that, guys. No, I'm they not talk okay about it in this one. Yeah, oh, they talk a little bit about it at the end of this one, where it's like, yeah, yeah Cornelius brings it up. Yeah, well, oh, no, 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 she talks does. about it. John's face because he didn't watch any of this. He's just kind of like, how do these apes live so long? Record scratch. Maybe wondering how I got here. Um, seventies. 
You know how we talked about the 90s had a bunch of physics things and stuff? Well, the 70s... In the uh, 70s, time doesn't matter? Se- well, see, I, I bounced see, after... you see the clip with the, of, like, the painter inside of the painter inside of the painter inside yeah. of the painter? No, no, no that it's... doesn't make any sense. So here's the thing. I bounced after that one. After time your movie, still after exists. Your movie. You know what? Does it make sense? <laughs> Talking, walking apes, but here we are. Uh, I think it makes perfect sense. talk. They just don't speak English. Thank Amy. you. Amy. <laughs> Amy, what? Raindrop. Bad Three. monkey. Bad oh, monkey. <laughs> Loves kitten. Loves kitten. All what right? are we going to do with these apes? Put them on the endangered species Yay. list. Coco loves kitty. Coco loves kitty. Even though Coco's a gorilla. Folks, in case you're wondering, we're also talking about the other great ape film, Congo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so the the reason I gave this one, because I, I was, uh, when I was trying to think of, when I got you assigned, I was like, I don't know. What do I give Chris? I, I wanted to either give you something you'd hate or something you've seen. Cause I figured, you should have given him Sloan because it would have been lovely if he could have found another copy. I would have had to give him Sloan and then like given the VHS to Ryan. I'm like, all right, you need to give this VHS player and this tape to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he could have maybe found it somewhere on the internet. It does not exist on the internet. We, no. we have the only copy in life. Uh, well, that I know of, yes. And on VHS. And on VHS. Wow. That's interesting because I had that same conflict with you, Emily, because I was actually debating giving you another film, which is Strange Days. Okay. Well, oh, I've seen, oh, I've seen Days. that movie. Yeah. But I, I've seen that. But, like, yeah, thanks for giving me a movie that is unavailable except through $4 for a DVD on Amazon. As an add-on, I'm an add-on. Details. I had my board beard oil just to get that thing hey. shipped to my house. We and made sure that they got more money. Yeah. yeah, it's so old that it's a DVD that has, like, the full screen on one side it's and the wide screen on the other on side. Blue it's not available it, on anything. It is, but it's like 15 bucks, and this was yeah. four. 15. I'm sorry I got you guys to buy a good movie. Either way, I did you enjoy your rewatch of Escape from Planet of the Apes? Yes, I did, especially yeah. because of the whole thing I was just where I was just found it. Now it's much more interesting the next two films to me because it's like, holy shit, like this is how the timeline diverges and everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, can I please do my uh, my favorite line from the picture? I think you may already know what it is. I want to hear what it is in case I'm wrong. Oh, God, like... Well, sir, don't worry. We'll catch them sooner or later. Later. Later we'll do something about pollution. Later we'll do something about the climate change. Later we'll do something about the population explosion. We think we got all the time in the world. Well, just how much time does the world have? Oh, Jesus, you memorized that whole thing. It's a good moment. It's actually a really good... It's, 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 actually, it's a really good moment because it actually explains why the villain is acting the way he... It explains why the villain is acting the way he is. But I digress. Chewie, what uh, world-class piece of cinema did you happen to see? <laughs> what a great segue. Chewy. Let's float wanna, on over to Chewy. I Chewie. don't want to answer and that. And now she knows who gave it to her. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, what type of... What, and what? I don't know why. Because <laughs> I love it. Ugh. And I wanted to hear someone else talk about why it's great. Besides oh, me. Chewy, what? No one ever does. Yeah. This movie Swing and a miss there. All right. <laughs> why, are so, you, why do you feel so indifferent towards... What the is this The movie film? I got, everybody, is a great example it of 90s cinema in the early... <laughs> But You're close enough. 90s yeah. cinema, while looking like the early 2000s, but coming out in the 2012, when we thought the world was going to end, so I guess they just wanted to push it out there. What's the name? Battleship. <laughs> I love Battleship. Sorry, sorry. Could, could you tell, tell it to the people in the back? Battleship. <laughs> Not American Warship, right? Which I worked Battle. on. Battle. Oh, Battle. Battle. And Battleship. Ship? Okay, so oh, this wait a is... second, Chewy. That's a board game. How could that be? It is a board game, of which we do have a copy. I uh, didn't know on that. VHS. Yes, you did because I took it from Drunk History. Now I remember. In the way that I was given to it, I did not steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Battleship. Battleship. This is a movie 
that my first rendition of trying to watch it was alone in Tennessee in my hotel room where I was very tired and I went, nah. Uh, but then on the rewatch here in our living room, I was just like, all right, so this is a great Rift Tracks movie. Uh, That's a why great, I love it. <laughs> it's a great movie to watch about dudes being dudes, dudes going to save the world, lots of dudes. Uh, and it stars some, some really good looking dudes. Mm-hmm. We got some Taylor Kitsch, we got some uh, Alexander Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard. Eric Northman. Uh, uh, genetic lottery winner, I think, is uh, the better name mm, for him. Yes, I think that's probably yeah. what it says on his driver's yeah. license. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I particularly enjoy that they didn't put Taylor Kitchen on any Apple boxes, and we really featured how much shorter he is compared to Alex. I just think you could put him on two Apple boxes. He's still going to appear taller. That's He's just the way everybody. he is. He is. I know. Um, You've climbed okay. him like a tree. I mm-hmm. I had to be professional on set. Well, for those of you I who did didn't not... hear it, Emily just went, mm-hmm. <laughs> When I got to meet him in person, he was very nice and actually quite reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I'm a professional. So Battleship. <laughs> so is he. <laughs> so Battleship. So that, that, that sex scene's between him and Sookie when they just go to town in the house and they're both naked after making out in the woods. They like know him. which butt to feature. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I've rewound it a lot of times. <laughs> hey, everybody, Brian here. Uh, we had a slight problem with recording where the mic stand basically attacked poor Chris. He was a good sport. He didn't uh, didn't get too hurt. You know, maybe lost an eye or something. But you know, I think he'll be okay. Anyhow, there was no good way to edit around that. So instead, you get me saying this. All right, back to the show. All right, and we're back. All right, so Battleship. Uh, this is a very good movie about all these attractive people being in the Navy, and. They're all very good at doing Navy things. They're very good at being on a boat. So it's already unrealistic. (laughs) Um, Rihanna is there. She's wet a lot, and she yells some things. She never has to deliver any full lines, so that might be a good thing. Um, So excited for Valerian. (laughs) She's just... Whatever. Um, Positive things about this movie. The aliens are cool. I like that they went a little bit different with them. They definitely look very humanoid, but they're also kind of lizard-like because they look like geckos. Uh, and one guy starts talking about his love of his pet gecko, which is kind of cute for a little bit. And um, it's nice to see these people come together to defeat these aliens. And Taranabu Asano, I'm sure I just said his name wrong, who I am a huge fan of in Asian cinema. He starred in many Takashi Miike films. Uh, he's a great actor, and it's great to see him in American movies. I, for some reason, never remember that he's also in the Thor films, so he's just a delight to watch. Um, and the actually, the comedic timings between him and Taylor Kitsch, honestly, is the best parts of these films. Watching uh, them get to be friends The Art of War thing at the end of the movie, that legitimately makes me laugh. You're like, that's not what it means. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, not at all. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean... If we have to choose who's a better actor, Asano's a better actor than Taylor Kitsch. I'm sorry. I like Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch is good. Uh, he looks better with long hair. That was one of the biggest mistakes of this film by giving him a military haircut. Um, I have a theory about that, by the way. I mean, he joined the Navy. They had to do it. No, I think it was the beginning of the movie he was shooting John Carter at the same time. Uh, There's probably merit to that. Yep. Um Okay. And oh, I should have picked John Carter. <laughs> this is a great. And this is a great. They, we do have the one uh, female character that does do a very good job at her job, which is Rihanna. She's a very good at uh, shooting guns. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have another female character who, she seems like she's probably good at her job of being a uh, physical, uh, physical therapist. therapist. And they really do a good job of making it look like the Navy puts a lot of money into the rehabilitation of their members. Because we all know the government definitely gives a lots of money to rehabilitating their members. Especially now. Yeah. All right. So you oh. know who gave this to you. Emily. Yeah. yeah we- that, that's process of elimination there. Uh, Emily, beyond just you want to hear somebody else talk about it, why would you give Chewy this movie? I just, I just thought, I just, I don't know. I was just thinking, what's a movie that I love to watch every time it comes on? I'm gonna give that to yeah. Chewy because it's fun. I didn't know. If and I, then you came back with, oh my god, it's the worst <laughs> movie ever. I'm gonna call my eyes out. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> That's not. Now what would have happened? My now, what would have happened if, if we arrived Chewy, here? If young Chewy at the age of 15 had seen this movie, she probably would have enjoyed it more because I do really enjoy Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, this movie does a good job at trying to be a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, just, that's what's so weird about it. Th- it just doesn't have the comedic timing of Michael Bay. Michael Bay is much better at making a funny, crazy action movie. The comedic timing in this film does not land with me. The entire opening sequence with the burrito, I'm just... I <laughs> love that sequence because, <laughs> because it's so bad. Because it's like, anytime I see someone doing something absolutely fucking stupid in a movie, I'm, I call it a chicken burrito moment. Yeah. Because it's okay. so dumb that and terrible. That makes sense, yeah. I lo- and that's why, like, that, that was my, not because it's a classic quality film, but more because this is a movie that if it is on my television, I will stop and watch it. I mean, I enjoyed making fun of it the whole time I watched it. Yeah. Brian did not appreciate that. Well, I had just watched it, like, two hours before you watched it. I'm like, I do not want to sit through this thing again <laughs> with riff tracks. Like, it's just too, it's too much battleship in one day. And I'm sorry, it just had one of my least favorite lines I've seen in a movie in a really long time because I, like I told Brian, I had only gotten about 15 minutes of this film when I watched it in Tennessee and turned it off. Uh, but then near the end, when they're all supposed to be heroes and shit, and then uh, what's-her-face is stuck in the car and the nerd guy comes in and yells, Calm down, I'm going to save you. I was just like, fuck you. Fuck all of you men. I don't think you're supposed to like that fuck guy. Fuck you so hard. Also, there's like a dude in a wheelchair who murders a he wait, he murders an alien with one on his he's on one leg or so. What does that uh, scene? That is when the legless man boxes yeah, the yeah, alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's an so amazing scene. Awesome. Stop drooling, you struck oil. I don't understand how somebody with a prosthetic leg can choke somebody out with their leg. He's not Oh, I explained this last night. I don't understand how World War II veterans are able to maneuver with modern day technology, but here we are. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and that leg thing, Speed Force. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do right? appreciate. I do appreciate that they brought in real world members of the Navy to be in this movie because I'm sure everyone that lost their li- that were limbless in this movie during the entire montage. Probably real Navy members. Well, in, the, on the ships, they do have a lot of ma- Navy members there. You can totally inc- tell who's a member of the Navy and who's an actor. All the old guys, all actual veterans. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's an, I didn't uh, know the that. Thing, and that's the pretty thing is, cool. The, the thing that I will always love about Peter Berg, even if I don't love his movies, is that when he makes something about the military, it is always showing it in the absolute best positive light. Like He has more like love and respect for our military than almost any Wasn't filmmaker Wasn't he in the military? There. Uh, he, I, don't I honestly don't was. know who he was. I like Peter Berg films. So, so do I. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, like I thought Deepwater Horizon was actually a really. I good I haven't movie. seen that it's one yet. It's surprisingly but... good. Um, uh, but like uh, Lone Survivor, I mean, it's yes. a little, it's a little cartoonishly violent. But if you talk about, if you hear the guys talk about who were there, it's pretty spot on to what actually happened to them. And it's proof that Taylor Kish can't act. 
Yeah, like the I think Peter Berg does a good job, but I really like it when he does stuff about the military because he shows it in this like he has more respect in his films. Like none of it is played for laughs. It's all just like this is what it is, and this is why it's great, and why you should be a part of it. And I that's really like probably that. why he's better at making those movies than he is a comedic action film. Yeah, yeah. which uh, comedic action movie did he do? Battleship. The one thing that I did like in the picture is I like the aliens because I actually felt like they had a little the bit more The character design depth. for the aliens was pretty great. Well, I like the sun thing. I thought that yeah, was that's cool. the gecko yeah. thing. It yeah. was good. Well, I, liked it. I also like the aliens because um, I like the fact that the aliens weren't totally evil in the picture. It looks they, like they destroyed their planet and needed to recolonize yeah, like they were just, just didn't kind know of, how to say, can we please come in before blowing yeah, us up? Yeah, where they were just kind of like, okay, they're injured people here. No, we're not going to shoot wait, them. Wait, like. we only have a minute left. We haven't talked about when they played Battleship yet. Yeah, that was what I was about to say. I yeah. love that part. <laughs> That's... When, the, when Asano is just like, no, guys, listen to me. And everyone's like, I don't know what this Asian guy's talking about. I guess we'll do it. He's like, trust me, guys, it's going to work. And then it, they all suddenly get on board. It was the best thing. I was sitting in here working on something for the podcast, and then I hear Chewie from the other room going, they're playing Battleship! <laughs> Honey, they're playing Battleship! <laughs> I was doing that sarcastically. It was still awesome. It was awesome. That is awesome. I, I, okay, one of my biggest gripes with the aliens, though, in this movie, how can they create an entire biodome over freaking Hawaii to keep all the other fleet out? But then they don't have shields on their spacecrafts? What? How can you... Do you use all your shield power for this one area, but not to protect yourselves from being hit by bombs? Uh, it's for Alexander Skarsgård. There. Or Speed Force. Yep. Speed but, Force. no! Or, no! Or Spaceship <laughs> Launched... No! Or Spaceship Launched... Why don't you have enough power to... Checkmate. Or Spaceship Launched into um, orbit by a nuclear weapon. Or... Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. 90s physics. 90s or, physics, man. Honestly, Orlando. they should have saved all their force powers. <laughs> and all I tied them all together. Or whatever powers. Orlando was. <laughs> they should have used all their force field powers on their ships instead of just making a biodome. And when they come back, they will. Like, okay, that was the wrong decision, yeah. clearly. Chewy, <laughs> We've I learned say, our lesson. Chewie, I said before, like, there's plenty of logic in this. Like, yeah. Cocoon. Yeah. I like the movie Cocoon. No, no, no. Cocoon and Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, cocoon. Totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Nuclear yeah. weapon launching thing into space. Yeah. Orlando and, uh, you know, Gina Davis ice skating at the speed of a BMW. <laughs> These movies are flawless. So the thing that <laughs> ties all of our movies together is physics. Yes. Science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's everyone, right? Right? I've been paying yeah. attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so instead of declaring a winner today, because I don't, I think we're all winners. We're all, oh. Okay, winners, or, that's or, what I'll go oh, with. Fuck as, that as, shit. Um, no, I, I did as not like getting participation you know trophies in elementary as, school. Uh, I don't what, like it now. Can I finish right this there. sentence? Jesus. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Mouch. Let me finish. Let me finish. Um, that's what she said. I was doing my, my Trump hands. Um, Wait, Trump does that? Yeah, he does that all the time. He pulls strings? This he is really the, working in this visual medium. He plays the accordion? can't see it. <laughs> let him finish. I want to hear what he has to say also. Anyhow. So Trump what has I said, never said let her finish. Instead of saying a winner, I want people to say, what's the movie that they will walk out of here and watch? Well, we already so, watched them. No, 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 no. If you have to watch one of these again, oh. you get to pick one of these. Consider it like a desert island movie. You've if you done... have to pick one of these five based on these arguments. I really want to see well, Last Kiss Goodnight again. Last Kiss Goodnight? Yeah. Long Kiss. Long, long Kiss Goodnight. Whatever. I mean, like, I want to see Orlando. But if I'm on a desert island, I'm, you know, keeping Long Kiss Goodnight. Fair enough. Uh, well, I, I still haven't seen that Planet of the Apes movie, and I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so so um, I would actually probably like to watch Orlando again. I haven't seen it in a while. But it has apes in a spaceship being no. launched by a nuclear Don't worry, weapon. I got you covered. Escape from the Planet of the Apes is going with me. <laughs> 
Score. It's so good. Uh, I'll give. Uh, I want. I want to watch a uh, chicken burrito. Yeah, man. The movie. Wow. So you take Battleship. Fucking yeah. yes. I am going to be counter. To Taylor you. Kitsch does look up a lot. Taylor Kitsch somewhere just cried a single tear of joy. It's of just fun. And then that it. tear landed on Rihanna, and then she's wet I, all it's over. Like, it's Why fun. is she okay, there? Guys, it's fun know. like a Michael Bay movie, but without the exhaustion you feel after you've watched a Michael Bay movie. I've seen it four times. You know what's convinced me? I enjoyed it. Chewie yeah. was not a fan. Old. I'm sorry, Chewie. I thought I was giving you a movie that I. It's I fun. do like a lot of dumb action Don't apologize. movies. Don't apologize. It's great. Right. I just, <laughs> fuck you, Chewie, for not liking my movie. Just don't like Battleship. It's okay. It's not. You should like it. But <laughs> I like a lot of dumb things. Old friend of the show, Tony, was the one who convinced me to watch it. And he's like, no, nah, just watch Tony it. Tony has like, terrible yeah. taste in movies. <laughs> he loves High School Musical. How could he be wrong about anything? He also makes sure Don't to see every Adam Sandler film. He's the reason that Adam Sandler has a deal with Netflix. People like him. <laughs> so what you're saying is uh Hi, fuck tony, tony. <laughs> yes fuck tony keep that going tony yep. you're not here but it stays fuck tony yeah. tony sucks <laughs> we haven't tony? said fuck tony in a long time i hope uh Addison's i don't know who tony is but fuck tony yeah there we go <laughs> gotta tell him to listen to this it's one spin-off of that hit tv show that we were talking about fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, chris. fuck chris in season two we're gonna fuck tony <laughs> <laughs> Season one premiere of fuck, uh, fuck Tony. Hey, what happened to First Chris? First we, well, we fucked him to death. We fucked him to death. <laughs> First we fucked Chris. And we won. And he got fucked all right. <laughs> and then we fucked Tony and we lost. And you just see Tony. He's like, you're never going to fuck. <laughs> you're never going to fuck. This time like, no, there won't it, be a next time. It's the escape from It's escape from fucking. Like, the there we go. From, yeah. the Apes we're tying it back in. Fuck yeah, Tony. No. Bringing it in. We're bringing it in. Fuck Tony too. The unfucked. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Tony and the Whoa. chicken burrito he wrote in on. <laughs> oh yes. boy. Tony okay, fucked so that burrito. All of it gold. <laughs> all right. It's time for plugs. John, do you have anything to plug right now that isn't this show? <laughs> air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> Check out air conditioning, everyone. It's nice. <laughs> Solid uh, plug. <laughs> I would like I to plug us on the Instagrams. I yep. am trying to keep that up, so please follow us at ATH Podcast. And then our website is still ATHpod.com. And it's going to remain that way, because I'm not paying that fucker $5,000 for that domain name. That fucker. He can fuck himself. Along with it. Tony and Chris. Yes. It's a trilogy. It's just a room of people we want to fuck. No. That's got that got, that got a, a different room. rating. Um, uh, so Superstore, Drunk History, and Better Off Ted. There we go. There we go. There you go. Chris? I'm going to plug my friends uh, Jackson, Co- Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly's new comic book, which is um, on sale right now at all other places. Now, guys, I do apologize if I um, butcher the name of this. Zojakan. It's spelled Z-O-J-A-Q-A-N. Um, they just had it come out. Yeah, here you go, Chewy. Maybe you could have a better chance of attempt of doing that. Say it fast and competently. Zojakan. There you go. No, so Yakin, it might be it might be a silent one. I apologize to anybody who actually knows how to pronounce it. It I'm looks pretty it spelled out. Um, it's from the uh, Jackson and Colin both wrote um, Hack Hacktivist and uh, Joyride. If you guys are fans of those comic books, oh Joyride and, was um, sick. I believe uh, Gail Simone also gave this a glowing review, Ooh. calling it a uh, brilliant interpretation of uh, motherhood and comics. I don't know if that's the exact quote. I just know that that's like how she felt about it and everything else like that. Sounds so, good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you guys can, feel free to buy it because also support new independent comic books that also have female main characters. Cool. 
Uh, Marvel's not going to do that. I'm just going to be like, yay, Comic-Con, because that's what's next week. That's where I'm going to be. I'm plugging Comic-Con like it needs the help. It <laughs> does. If you want to say hi to me at Comic-Con, I'm at the Emily Blake. Find me on Twitter, and I'll, I don't know. And you're going to look very elegant. I am. I've got a Wonder Woman uh, in a blue dress cosplay, which I'm really stoked about. Just use the hashtag uh, chicken burrito. I will find it. it. Are you going to explain what happened to that poor, poor woman you stole that dress from? From Wonder Woman. From Wonder Woman. Oh. The dress. Okay. What happened oh, to that woman? I didn't know woman. where you were going with that. I thought you were talking about, like, no, I made it, Chewie. God damn. Because no. um, that's one thing I was really wondering in that movie. Oh, I'm like, yeah. it's cool that she got she a dress. She's around naked What happened in to the that woods? woman? <laughs> she was a Nazi. <laughs> was she? Yeah. I mean, she was going to a Nazi party. Okay. Oh, just to reiterate. Sorry, the actual quote. Is she f- dead then? Did Wonder Woman She's kill her? around. No. Wonder Woman do that. I don't know. She's wandering around We never saw her again. That's a good point. It was cold out. I'm the sure act- she's fine. The actual quote from Gail Simone, I apologize, is this is why I read comic books, this book right here. I just oh, didn't wow. want to. That's awesome. I did, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I was. It's a got glowing that review. Right and everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, my plug will be very simple. Uh, listen to the show that you're currently listening to, which would be awesome. Um, and then I'd say be sure to check out our Spotify playlist. Yeah. I really Ooh, yeah, enjoy those. those. Yeah, those are a lot of fun. Uh, we have, let's see, this comes out Thursday, so tomorrow we'll be monkeying around, is the theme. Uh, I don't know how. Aping around, Brian. No, I said monkeying around. <laughs> Get your fucking shit together. I guess we can call it aping around if we want to be PC. Uh, uh, PC culture is ruining I, everything. I don't know what the hell that's going to be. I have said weird is the name of the game, so it should be a fun playlist. I swear to God, if Andy Circus kicks your door down and goes, hey, fuck you, it's apes. It's apes. <laughs> I've been um, in that goddamn group for five Dude, if Andy years. Circus comes over, I'm going to say <laughs> we're watching 13 going on 30. You're staying. And you're gonna do the moonwalk. Yes, we're gonna dance <laughs> together. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, I'll make sure I'm not here for any of that. No, you. You want to watch Thirteen Going on Thirty with Andy? You want to not meet Andy Circus? No, I'll meet him and then I'll leave when they oh, turn okay, on the movie. Right, that the movie sucks. No, it doesn't. It does. Anyhow, it actually made the me other part of like my battleship. You can't trust her judgment. Exactly. Oh, guys, I also just want to plug in uh, my Comic-Con panel for season one of Fuck Chris. Uh, we'll be uh, talking... Damn it, I was we'll... drinking. <laughs> we'll be uh, featuring bloopers for a uh, Q&A for the cast and crew, as well as uh, bringing Chris out, bounding gag into the stage oh, to uh, ask him uh, his oh. questions about how he feels. How do you feel? <laughs> Let me out of here. <laughs> okay, so that, I'm going to say thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you for everything, and bye! Bye! bye. 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 bye.